Why the simple offer? I got to get y'all on board if you're going to follow it and make all of your business decisions around it and stick to it even in the hardest times through all of the failure. So we're going to dive deep into why this offer is so important to create it simply. All right. So every offer, I heard this once and it transformed my life. Every offer is a business. And when I heard this from my CFO for the first time, at the time, I had about 10 businesses. And when I started thinking about having 10 businesses, it started making sense that I was making exactly 200K. I was at like 211K. And I was stressed out, I was exhausted, I had no, what felt like no power or control over my business and no idea how to grow it even further. So although some of you are not at the 200K mark yet and that's your goal, what I wanna do is help you create a business that can sustainably grow well beyond 200K. So we do it right the first time so that you don't have to spend a lot of time. And when I say a lot, I mean years of cleaning up your business and cleaning up the problems within your business that come from not creating a simple business that is sustainable and and available for growth. Okay, so if every offer is a business, I want you to think about the three steps to making 200K to making money in your business, right? The value before, your simple offer, and your value after, or your marketing, your selling, and your delivering. Okay. If that's true, if if you have to take, do those steps to make more money, whether it's 200K, 300K, 400K, 500K, 2 million, 5 million, 10 million, when you only have one offer, it constrains your problem solving in every area of your business. And as you have learned, the value in your business comes from your ability to explain your client's problems better than they understand it themselves, and then explain the solution simply and clearly and doably from where they are right then and there, right? So your value increases when you have the ability to focus on your problem solving on what you help your clients achieve. The second thing is it gives you selling power because not only does your value increase in your marketing, meaning people read your stuff and they're like, yes, this girl gets me, this guy gets me, like this is it. This is what I need to study, this resonates, right? So as your problem solving and your marketing becomes more valuable, here's what also happens. So each person that sees it gets a more potent version of it, but then more people start to see it and they see it more frequently. They see it over and over and over again. So the average person has to see your message 16 times before they buy. And that's just the average person. Now I want you to imagine if you have multiple offers, there was a point in my business when I had my 10 offers where I was selling one-on-one coaching and I was selling a program called six figure society. And I was selling a program called diva business school. And I had VIP coaching and I had VIP IP days. And I was talking about all of them in my emails and in my social media. And I had people come to me frequently, which is interesting because it didn't show me a sign. They would come to me frequently saying, should I sign up for six figure society 
or Diva Business School? I don't know which one's for me. Or what about one-on-one coaching? Should I do that? And and then my clients who were doing one-on-one and they were also doing group, they would get confused and be like, I don't understand. Like, why do I need this group if I'm doing one-on-one? Or, you know, I thought this. And they would get very confused. And a confused mind always says no. So I'm going to show you all of the things you have to manage with each business as well within these three, three steps in just a second. But I want you to think about when you have the same exact message said over and over and over, it concentrates your message. It concentrates its value, its effectiveness. It concentrates your client's ability to believe that you are the person that can help them and your program or your offer, your coaching, your program, your course, whatever it is, is the solution for them it magnifies that it concentrates that. And whenever you have a super concentrated message that a lot of people are seeing, that is how you create what I would call mass market acceptance. That's when you're selling with very little effort. People are selling for you. That's when your brand starts to have a reputation. Like 2K has such a reputation now in the coaching world and people sell it for me on my ads, on my posts on Instagram or on Facebook. And we sell sometimes with just one email because the trust has been built up because we have concentrated our message and increased our selling power by just having that one offer. Yes, I have two offers, but I will also say I only sell that second offer. Now that my business is big enough to support a second offer, I only still sell that two times a year. And the majority of my public messaging goes to 2K. And really 2K is now kind of this funnel for 200K where I mostly market to the people inside 2K. The other thing that it gives you when you constrain down and you only have one offer and you do this simple offer is it gives you time. And that's the most invaluable thing that will compound and make you the most money in the long run, in the long term, when you think about three years, when you think about 10 years, you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck with your time compounding. When you have a simple offer, here's what happens with your time. When you're just have that one offer that you're putting all of your love and energy into, you have time for thought leadership, for super thinking. You can sit around, literally take walks, journal, and think about your clients and think about how to solve their problems even faster and how to, you can create concepts that will help them understand their brain and what's happening with them and how to get results quicker. And you can do this, whether you're one-on-one coaching or you're coaching in groups and masterminds, or if you're creating programs and courses, think about this. How often do you spend time sitting around thinking about your one-on-one clients? Do you plan for your session? Do you coach yourself before you get on the phone with them? Do you think about them after your session? And do you think about ideas that you could bring the, bring to the next call? Do you think about things you could send them throughout the week? Like, are you spending time planning for your coaching calls? I know so many coaches that are making really great money, but they're back to back to back to back to back. And they don't really have a lot of time to spend thinking about how to create a better experience for their clients and get their clients results faster. So that moves into planning and executing, whether that is your marketing, whether that is your, you know, your launches, your bonuses and promotions, your, you know, launching a podcast, right? The more time you spend planning, the better you will execute. So whether that's planning again for a one-on-one call or planning for a launch, 
for a program or a podcast or a mastermind, the more time you spend planning, planning, literally planning for your podcast. Like I spent an entire week just thinking about sometimes multiple weeks thinking about a concept I'm going to teach on my podcast before I teach it. Right? So the amount of time that you have to think and to plan is going to determine your level of executing, which is really your ability to over deliver. And then the fourth thing that happens when you have a simple offer is you have sustainability in your business. What I don't want for my clients is for you to finally get to the end of the year and hustle to your goal and work your ass off and be so exhausted at the end of December that you have to spend all of January recovering and coaching yourself and figuring out what your next plan is because you gave so much energy to rushing to the end goal of this year. When you hit your goal, when you arrive at 200K, when you arrive at 500K, when you arrive in a million, I want you, how you arrive there is how you will be there. So I want you to imagine if you're arriving there exhausted from hustling, or if you arrive there feeling accomplished, energized, it was done, it was inevitable, and this is just what it is. Of course this happened, rested, well-kept, well-planned, well-maintained. Imagine the difference. Remember, how you get there is how you will stay there. So if you hustle to get there and you get there exhausted, you're not gonna learn how to grow without being exhausted. And then you take that exhaustion into your next goal, into your next year, into your next quarter, into your next month, right? So sustainability is creating a business that makes money, but then is also capable of making more money without exhausting its resources, exhausting your resources, your energy, your time, exhausting your team's resources, exhausting your business's resources, your ability to deliver whatever you've sold. So I was gonna save this for a different part of the training, but I think I wanna bring this up now because I think this is so important to, to understand and to think about is that the goal is not to make the most money the fastest, but the, to make the smartest money the most sustainably. That is the power of the simple offer. It's making the smartest money in the most sustainable way because that compounds. So you might watch someone hustling their ass off and getting instant gratification of loads and loads and loads of money, but they will burn out if it's not sustainable for them, right? So I don't want you to like diminish other people's results to make your sustainability efforts better. But I do want you to think about that. I do see a lot of that in the coaching industry. And a lot of you come to me from that place where you're making money, but you're exhausted and you haven't figured out how to make it in a sustainable way. And I went through that exact same experience and slowing down creating sustainability in my business. Just now, after three years of doing this work, I'm realizing the compound effect that's about to happen as we start revving up for next year being a year where all we do is sell, 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 sell. sell. We've spent three years focusing on sustainability and that effort is going to compound in a really incredible way. We're talking about a way where we go from 2.5 million to five, six, seven million to 15 million in a very short amount of time because of the amount of energy we've put into sustainability. So that is why the simple offer is so important, but I'm not done selling you on the idea of really committing to your simple offer and not decommitting it for money, decommitting to it for money. 
which is really what's going to happen. I think you're going to be totally on board here at the live event while we teach this work. You're going to be like, yes, 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 Stacey, I'm all in. And then you're going to get back in your life and you're going to get two months into the mastermind and you're going to be like, oh, I haven't been selling my simple offer. I don't know what happened. It's going to be giving in to your commitment for the easy money, the instant gratification. It's going to be listening to your brain's desire to hustle, hustle, hustle to get to that result to prove something about yourself, which we'll talk about in determining your goal is doing that for yourself. But first, I'm not done selling you. So let's talk about within these one, two, three steps, right? Value before and your simple offer and value after within those three steps to make 200K, with, when you look at your business, I want to talk about what actually happens inside there, right? So there are two parts to your business. There's the customer facing front end of your business. That's what your clients see and experience. So what your clients see is the value you give before or your marketing. They experience your simple offer in your selling and in your converting, and they experience your assets that you create. So that might be support materials, trainings, podcasts, like webinars, um, master classes, whatever you want to call it. It's free value ahead of time, right? And then sometimes that asset is they create, they experience that after they've paid for you. So some of these are fluid. It's not just this is value before, this is the simple offer, this is value after. A lot of these show up in all three of those steps. You're going to have support materials before people pay you. And then you're going to have support materials after people pay you. So my podcast is my greatest value before support material. Things like the consultation code, making money with the model, five-week course inside 2K, the 32-day business reboot inside 2K. Those are assets for the value after that help me deliver without using more of me. So I can deliver to more people without using more of me. And then there's the delivering. So that's the coaching and the teaching. And yes, you will have to spend time on this. The more people you coach, the better you're going to have to hone your skills of coaching and then teaching. I remember right the year that I scaled to a million or attempted to the first time, I got to 860,000. That year, I realized I really needed to do a deep dive in my coaching. And that's when I did master coach training. And Master coach training wasn't this like little thing I did. It took up my entire life. I spent a lot of time doing my master coach training projects versus selling, right? So you just want to know that these things are pieces that will be woven into those three steps and your clients, your clients, either the potential clients or the people who have already paid you, this is what they will experience from you. They will experience your coaching and teaching, your marketing, your selling, and the assets that they get from you. So that's the front end of your business. And then the back end of your business is the, it's business facing, right? We call it the either business facing or back end. And it says it different. I wrote it differently in the advanced selling book. I don't want you to get caught up on, because there, it, you'll call it different things and experience it different ways with the amount of money you make. So if you haven't made 100K or 200K yet, you're going to experience the customer facing and the business facing differently than if you're making 500K and then differently if you're making a million, right? You'll, they'll get more intricate and complex as you grow your business. So use whichever terms that are either in the book or in this video use them, whichever one makes the most sense to you or, or you understand the most. And then we can also talk about it and create terms that really work for you. But I would find like, what is this representing in my business now? How can I adapt that to where my business is now? So what I have here is the most simplest 
idea for everybody, which is in the back end of your business, when you're looking at like the business insights, there's the job of managing yourself, managing your team or contractors, managing the processes of your business and managing your money. So managing yourself is like coaching yourself, managing your time and your productivity. So like, not just like how well, you know, you're, how you're committing to your time, but then what are you producing at the end of that time that you have spent working? Um, managing yourself is honoring your word, doing what you say you're going to do, managing your goals even, right? Are you consistently setting goals and not, uh, not achieving them or are you working that skill of saying you're going to do something and then delivering, right? And managing your team and contractors. Some of you may not have this yet, but again, figure out how this applies to you. In the book, I have scheduling your time, leadership and delegation. So you can just be, um, you know, you can just look at what is the best way for me to use this, these four things to work for my business. And then managing your processes. Um, this is for everyone really. The best way to answer if you're managing your processes or not is, are you recreating the wheel every single time you do something? If a client pays you, um, do you onboard a client, like welcome them after signing you the same for every person? Do you handle them the exit of them no longer working with you? Do you handle, do you have a re-up conversation process that you follow? Every time you recreate the wheel, you also take your energy. So that's something I really want you to think about is every time you recreate the wheel, like, do you have a process? Like even at our business, the size it is now, we even have a process for our Monday emails and they're editing. So, um, I'll give you an idea of what that looks like. I'll go in and write the Monday email. There is a file in a document that I go in and I update and I put my content and then I put a time and a date and my initials for when I uploaded it. And then any information that I want to give about it, like the type of photo to use or the type of what I want the quote to be. Um, if it's going to go on Instagram too, cause we always put our Monday emails on Instagram. So I put all the relevant information then somebody goes through and initials that and edits it. They go through and look and say, okay, this looks good. And then the person that's going to actually schedule the email and, or post the um, Instagram message or the Facebook message, they're going to go in and, and initial that as well. So that we can look at if any part of that process breaks down, who was responsible for it? Why did it break down? What can we do about it moving forward to make sure it doesn't happen again? And the more processes we have like that, the less energy it takes for our business to add more clients and to grow with managing your money. The thing that you have to look at is, is, do I even look at my numbers? Do I know how much money I, I need to make? Do I know how much money I have made? Do I know what's cash in hand? Do I know what's coming to me? Do I know my numbers? That is one of the most important things, especially as you grow your business, you have to know your numbers. You do not want to get in a pickle where your clients quit and you're freaking out that your clients are quitting and you're losing money that you weren't prepared to lose. And you don't even know how that's going to affect your business or not. Or I just had a conversation with a student who wants to join the millionaire group. When we start that, and she's like, I really want to make sure that I can afford to do that. And I need this many sales per month to do all these things. And I'm like, is it really that many sales? Have you done the math on that? Have you sat down and budgeted out all of the money that you're going to spend? And have you done the work to see what is the actual bottom line you have to be producing? And then are you reconciling that with yourself if you don't produce that amount? And are you deciding a new number for the next month? 
We're going to talk about how to do these things in this mastermind. One of the things that we will do is every month we will look at your numbers. Every month we will say how much money you have made. And you will, that to me is just in a one simple post, my commitment to helping you stay aware of your money. It's not to pitch you guys against each other and let you compare and despair or shame you if you're not doing better than you thought you would or, you know, whip you to getting to your goals. It's a literally a gentle reminder to look at your money and to know where you're at. Okay. So these are the pieces of your front and your back end of your business. Here's why the simple offer is so important. When you have your front and your back end of your business, there are three steps that you're always going to need to follow to ensure that you stay sustainable, that you increase your selling power, that you're over delivering in your client experience before people pay you and after people pay you. So in order to do that, knowing all of the facets of your business within those three steps, here's what you have to do. You have to edit for only the necessary. This is so important. I'm going to give you a really small example of this, but when you're trying to create processes for your business, one of the things that we were looking at is our Monday email process. I was looking at that just this week and I was thinking one of the things we do is I go in and I upload the, e the content for the email and then I give description of what type of photo I want to be used. And I don't always do that. Sometimes that just doesn't get done in my, my, my schedule of things that are the most important priorities, right? And then someone chooses it for me, then I don't like the photo, and then there's this whole thing. And I was thinking, do I even need the photo? Do we need to use a photo every single email that goes out? Do we need to do that step? It's not necessary. So you have to look at what are the things that are necessary, absolutely necessary. Another example is sometimes we have things that we're doing, delivering, I'll give you, this is actually a very specific example. During the coronavirus pandemic, in the, in the beginning, when we were first quarantined, one of the things that was the most necessary is to deliver to my students and make sure my students were okay. We had a launch planned. We had a sell a webinar that we were going to do in a three-day selling series with the book bonus. And I looked at the most necessary in my business, and the thing that was most necessary was not selling. It was delivering to my students. I made that decision. So we cut that out, right? So we do that sometimes in the moment when we have something unexpected happen with scheduling and we're like, okay, so what's necessary, what isn't? And we also look at every single thing we do in our business and we identify, is that actually necessary to those very three basic steps, which is why we keep them basic and we keep them small as you can really look at what is necessary and what isn't, especially within those components of the customer facing and the business facing aspects of your business. The other thing, that you will have to do is balance your growth, your selling with your delivery. So what will happen is if you sell, 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 you will not have balance with your delivery and you will feel an immense amount of stress feeling like you have clients out there in the world, not getting what you promised them. And that is the worst feeling to have. And it's not always just drama you're creating in your head. It's not always success and tolerance. Sometimes it's that you've sold and focused to much on selling and you haven't spent enough time focusing on delivery. So you're going to spend time in this mastermind balancing your growth with your delivery. And we're going to do an exercise soon here in this um, training 
where you're going to look at where your business is now. And you're going to, we're going to determine your goal together at this event. And we're going to look at, do these two make sense? Does your goal support your growth? Is it, is your business ready for that goal? And knowing that is one of the most, again, smartest ways to make your money. And then you're also going to have to focus on implementation to results, which means, because this is what happens. People get so confused. They think implementing is the same as results. They're like, I'm going to create a program and I'm going to go sell it and people are going to buy it. And then they don't. You go out there and you sell it. People don't buy it. And there's a process that happens in that moment where you either make a really great decision for your business or you don't. And knowing that there is a step for implementation is going to help you make the right decision in that moment when you implement and you don't get the result you want and you thought implementing was the same as getting results. So these are the three steps that you're going to spend a lot of time doing And because you're going to spend time doing these three steps, you really want to focus on only having that one offer, mastering that offer so you can get really good at knowing what it's like to edit your business and getting really good at making those decisions, balancing the front and the back end and all those little components with your selling and your delivery, making sure those are balanced and then implementing and learning and growing and applying and implementing more until you create the result you want. These three steps, imagine doing your three steps to 200K plus these three steps in the customer facing and business facing part aspects of your business. Imagine spending your time doing that and then having five offers. That's when shit just doesn't happen in your business. Things don't get done. Your clients don't get served. You hustle your ass off, exhaust yourself into the ground. So let's actually talk about that. Let's talk about the results of an unbalanced business. I actually forgot to write the un, but I think it's fantastic how it's written there because I feel like that's the way it feels is the way I've written it here. So here's here's how you're going to know right away before we do the activity where you're actually going to go through and rate your own business in the customer facing and the business facing areas. You're going to actually rate each component of that and you're going to find out where your business stands and how ready that business is for growth. So Let's look at the the results of an unbalanced business. You will have unsold out offers. That's pretty self-explanatory. Your clients will not get massive results. You will have a mixed audience. You will have best clients and worst clients. Your clients won't all mesh. It won't feel like you've created the most incredible energy and container for your students. It will feel a little bit like, well, this people over here and these people over here have this going on and this, and, and I don't know how to help them all at once. That's how it will feel. Your calendar will either be too full or too empty. So you'll have too many to-dos to get time that you actually have the time of day to get done, or you'll be like, I'm sitting around and I'm not sure what to do. Um, You will run out of money to invest in your business, to invest in expenses, to buy the things that you want, to pay your clients back if they ask for refunds or decide to quit. You will be exhausted. I mentioned that earlier, um, mentally, physically, burnt out and you will lose your desire and your excitement to grow your business and to sell. 
And then you won't have a raving fan base. This is very important. When you are selling multiple offers, it makes it very hard to develop a raving fan base because people can't rave about all the different offers if they haven't done all the different offers, right? Like think about 2K. People rave about 2K. They sell 2K for me, but it's only because of how concentrated my message is. It's the only thing people can buy from me. If they wanna work with me, 2K unless they catch me in a 200K opening. And even then the amount of people I let in 2K or in 200K that haven't done 2K is very small, right? So 2K, if they wanna work with me, they can't do a one-on-one, they have to work with me in 2K, right? If you're selling one-on-one and you only have this one offer for six months of coaching, they can't work with you for three months or 12 months. They can work with you for six months, right? It, it leaves this um, ability for them to not join you very specifically and then get what they came for because it's the only way they can get what they came for is this one thing, this one offer you have, and then they're going to go tell everybody they know about it. So the more offers you have, the make the harder it makes for your message to be concentrated and your clients to be getting results and raving about you. Okay. So let's talk about a balanced business. The results you're going to have when you do this work, when you do those three steps on the front and the back end of your business so that you can focus on the three steps to making 200 K you're going to have sold out offers. When you market and sell the same thing over and over and over, it's super easy to get really great at selling and only be selling the same thing to sell your offers out. Your clients will get massive results because you'll only spend all of your time thinking about only one problem that you're solving and one solution and how to explain that more simply and clearly and doably. You will have returning customers because they will get such an amazing experience with their massive results that they will want to keep working with you and then they will want to tell every single person about you. So you'll also get raving fans. You'll have more managed money just because you have less offers. I remember when my CFO literally wanted to like lose his mind over managing my money because he'd be like, Oh, here's an $86 payment here and a $400 payment here. At one point I had a client that I had no idea how much she'd pay me because I let her pay me in so many different payment plans. And I'm like, I'm not sure how much she owes. Does she owe any money? I don't know. Right. And we had to go through and add all those little payments up to figure out how much money she actually owed. I had no clue because my money was so mismanaged. I had so many payment plans. Things were so insane. Even with 2K now, we do let people pay with multiple payments, but they have to do it in a 24 hour period. It has to be done in the same exact day so that we don't have to go back and be like, Hey, did that person ever pay us? I don't remember if they ever, you know, made that second payment or that third or that fourth payment. So when you have a balanced business where you're really managing your money and you're, you give yourself the time to focus and pay attention to that, your money will be managed. And, and Think about like we spend, I spend at least an hour a month with my CFO managing my money, like really putting um, a lot of time and attention and two brains into managing our money. But I want you to think about the power of even sitting around and asking yourself, what expenses do I have coming up in the next five months, six months? Do I have a big amount of money? Do I want to hire a one-on-one coach? Do I want to join, rejoin 200K? Do I want to hire a podcast producer? How much do I think that will cost? Do I need to be selling? Do I need to make sure that fits in my plan, right? We have to have time to do these things. They're really not actually hard. The problem becomes we get overwhelmed and we don't have enough time to do that. And almost always the culprit of not having time to do that is too many offers. 
And then you will also have assets to deliver for you because of that gift of time that you have not, um, over committing yourself to multiple offers. And again, you'll have time to plan and execute the free stuff and the paid stuff. Okay. So here's what you're going to do coming up, but just hold on one second. Cause we're also going to cover determining your goal at the same time. And then we're going to all have a conversation about it. So for what you're going to do, we're going to determine your goal first, but what you're going to do is you're going to do this exercise on page 33, where you're going to rate each component of the front and the back end of your business on a scale of one to 10, 10 being needs the most work and one being needs the least work. And the way you're going to judge this is you're going to just think about the results that you have in your business. You might need to even take a second to jot those down. It doesn't have to be the ones that I wrote but you could just say like, what are the results I'm getting in my business right now? Looking in all these different areas, right? Looking in the marketing, looking in selling, looking in creating repeatable processes, right? Use these as prompts to think about the results you have and then rate them. So that's what you're going to do first. Then you're going to use your total after you determine your goal to see if they make sense and add up. All right. So if your total for both categories exceeds 40, you're going to want to question your goal 40 and above signifies an unbalanced business. Here's why you're going to want to question that goal. Let's go right into determining your goal. When you go to determine your goal, here's what you need to consider. When you double your goal, you double your results, good and bad. So you double the results you do want, and then you double the results you don't want. So what we want to find when you're doing this activity on page 33, we want to find what are the, res the bad results, the results that you don't want. All right. We're not, and we're just labeling them bad as in like, you know, life is 50, 50, you get the good and the bad, right? So don't spend a lot of time, like shaming, don't spend any time shaming yourself over this. You can also say results you want results you don't want. Um, but you're going to look at what are the results I don't want? And then you're going to, and here's what I want you to pick out is your three most stressful current results. The ones that give you take the most time away from you spending time with your family. They take the most time away from you relaxing your brain and enjoying your life. They take the most, um, away from you being able to deliver your client to your clients at the highest level possible, right? What are the three most stressful current results that you have from this list? And here's what we're going to do. Once you have that, you're going to look at the goal that you want in your head for this year. And for even, you're going to do this again for next year, but you're going to look at, does that goal make sense? Right? This is really important that you do it at the beginning of the year. And it's great to reevaluate midway through, especially those of you who are new to me and you're joining me mid year. We really want to make sure if you're at 30 K, does it make sense to try to get to hundred K and do 70 K on the second half of the year? Does that make sense? If you know, everything in your business is totally off kilter and unbalanced, right? Maybe it does. If you're feeling great and you're like, yep, the hardest part this year was that first 30 K I'm ready. I've done all this. I'm totally balanced. Let's do 70 K. There is no right or wrong. It's just, you get to decide. I'm going to give you a little story and then I'm going to put you to it. When I went to this year at the beginning of this year, I wanted to do 5 million and I 
thought about this idea that when you double your goal, you double your results. I did a front and back end evaluation. And one of the things I found were three main areas that were causing me a lot of pain and frustration. Um, managing my money was one of them. We had a lot of it, which is not a problem that you think about having, but I was feeling like I was hoarding it. I was very stressed about it. You know, at one time I had said, if I just had a hundred K in the bank, everything will be fine. I will feel secure. Then it was 200K, then it was 300K, then it was 500K. And I'm like, but I'm getting married and I have all this like, you know, it was like occupying so much of my brain, the fear of my money running out, even though I had tons of it, right? So I just wasn't managing my brain well with my money. I also wasn't managing my contractors very well. I was paying lots of people to do lots of things and not holding them accountable to timelines, actually not even giving them timelines to be accountable to in any area. And I have, I had like five or six contractors working for me, giving, I was constantly giving them projects with no deadlines, no expectation of turnaround. And sometimes even forgetting that I had them working on something. I had an assistant working on stuff and I was like, wait, she's still working on that. Oh my gosh, stop that. So then I looked at my leadership and my delegation. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not even taking the time to manage my employees and my contractors and bring them in on the experience I'm having and the goals I'm having and the plan I have for the year. Like I'm not doing any of that. So when I looked at those three doubling, if I went from 2.5 to 5 million, I was like, there's no way that's not possible. I can't imagine the stress of having double this problem. I couldn't imagine doubling the problem of not giving my contractors proper, um, proper timelines and communication, not giving my team proper leadership and not managing the money that was already there and freaking out about that. I'm like, I'm just going to keep freaking out even more and I'm not going to make great decisions around money. And even with the money management, I was spending money on contractors that I wasn't managing, right? That's just money flowing out. Um, so I really thought about that and I decided to keep my goal at 2.5 million and clean that up. I didn't want any pressure of making any more money than I was already comfortable and used to making. Now, because I spent six months committed to keeping my goal the same and cleaning that stuff up, what happened is we actually made 2.5 million in the first six months and I cleaned all that stuff up. So we're still going to get to 5 million, but I'm going to do it in a sustainable way where I'm ready to make more money. We might actually make even more than 5 million, which is crazy. And I'm going to be ready to make even more next year. I'm going to be ready to do 10 million next year in a really sustainable way. So that's what we're going to do is you're going to do page 33's exercise. You're going to rate your business front and back in. You're going to figure out how to you, what term will make it the most applicable to you? Um, whether the terms I used in the book or the terms we used on the, um, in the training and I will have um, Matt put those back up for you so that you can see those again, those terms, the front and, and the back end, we'll put those side by side so you can see them. Um, you're gonna find your number and then you're gonna compare it to the goal you have and you're gonna see, does my goal make sense with where my business is? What are my three most stressful current results? Can I work on those? Can I work on editing? and balancing, and we're gonna talk about implementation together as a group, can I work on the three steps and can I do all of these things in my business without running myself into the ground while trying to make more money, right? So we're gonna talk about this. It's gonna be a lengthy discussion. Y'all ready? 
All right, I'll see you in just a minute. Take 10, no, let's say 15 minutes. Take 15 minutes to do both of these. Bring your questions about your goals. Bring your questions about your front and your back end of your business. And we're gonna have a group discussion.